It's like, turn, turn to the right, turn to the right and cough. Yeah, that's what I just did. That was a little embarrassing. That was. Hmm. Are you going to get mad at me today if I control the mouse too much? No. <coughs> oh, boy. What's going on, guys? Matt here with Video Chicken Live, coming to you live from our shop in Creedmoor, North Carolina. It is Friday, noon Eastern. I am by myself today, at least in front of the camera, our co-host, has decided to not show up today because she's on vacation. So, yeah, I'm slightly bitter about it, but I am happy that she gets to sit in the sand and enjoy the sun and the warm weather. Um, so, which I guess I'm just slightly jealous. So, but as always, behind the camera, behind the monitor, behind the screen over there, I could even bring her in real quick. No, we, we don't have to. Okay, well, maybe we will in a little bit. We maybe have later. Ingrid running everything behind the scenes. I might take control of the mouse, and that's when she starts to get angry. And Ingrid's a little feisty today, and so is Mackenzie, who is in the green room. So, we've gone a couple of weeks, and we have not done questions from the New York shop, I should, I guess we could call it. We really need to give it an official title and i always call it questions with kenzie questions for kenzie or from with, kenzie with kenzie questions with kenzie now i but i don't like mackenzie or i don't like kenzie i like mackenzie but she doesn't i know so you just i like to call people what you like to call people that's regardless. pretty much it I, there is a <laughs> lot of truth to that uh so again welcome to video chicken live it is friday at noon eastern thank you for joining us and just making sure that everyone is getting in, showing up on time. And I notice our viewers, it just went from like six down to two. I'm not sure what happened there. Is it not coming through well? Everything going on? And if you're watching, please leave the in the comments. Um, if you have any questions, this show is for you guys. But if anything, give us a wave, say hi, tell us where you're watching from. Um, and it'll just help us make sure everything is sounding good. We did just play with the audio a little bit. So make sure I'm not too loud blowing out your speakers. Um, yeah, all that good stuff. We want to make sure, again, this show is for you guys. So we want to make sure it looks good, sounds good, all that good stuff. And actually, I'm going to play with the fade just uh, right there. huh? <laughs> and I didn't, even, I didn't even put on a collar shirt today. I've been running around like crazy doing stickers, um, all that good stuff. So, again, leave us a question in the comments or Pearson, Florida. All right, so Troy's here first. Appreciate it. So YouTube's up and running. We want to make sure Facebook's up and running. Every now and again, we have troubles with that. And please remember, this show is for you guys. If you have any questions, Especially coop building. I mean, you can throw your um, chicken questions at us, but again, my co-host Kristen, she's on vacation. I'm a little bitter about it, but I guess people do deserve to have a couple days off. Is that right, Ingrid? Um, that's the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know, but I think that's what right. And I did ask if if, if uh, Ingrid would uh, be on to my left as the uh, guest co-host today even though you really would be a guest she said no and of course non wouldn't um maddie is unfortunately maddie our sales girl who's been kicking some butt out in the field yeah i'm telling you i got some more videos i can't wait we're almost done um high point i had to think of there for a second the custom <laughs> coop out in high point is just absolutely gorgeous i'm not sure if you brought up uh i'm sure you did oh. Um, let's see. Go to the go to Instagram. Go to Instagram. Go on to Instagram. If you guys haven't seen this, we just got some a beautiful coop out there that we've been working on. Got a lot of behind the scenes, uh, doing reclaimed barn wood. What a beautiful coop! But a lot of work, absolute ton of work. 
doing it the right way with authentic reclaimed barn wood. And, um, yeah, someone asked on Instagram if you're supposed to stain that or do you stain that? With the oh, wood? okay. That is a good question. So we should bring that up. I know you also said that you had some questions that came in. And the other thing too, I was thinking about last week is we never really go back to previous chicken video, chicken comments, uh, and, and discuss about past shows. But I know last week's show, I am so thankful. There's been a huge, uh, a lot of compliments on last week's show where we had the PhD poultry expert. Um, yeah, Gus can sit in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. He would. Yeah, he would. Maybe towards the end of the show. I'm sure Jetta's listening. She's like, oh, I got to go get Gus right now. Um, the chair is here. I just moved it off to the side. But so do you stain... Oh, like we're going to answer this now? Well, why not? Or, well, we'll get to it later. You want to do the Kenzie first and leave that as a teaser? Um, well, yes, because that's just going to – I'll try not to get too in-depth with an answer because it's not a real complicated question with a complicated answer, but God knows I can complicate it. And I have my opinion too. So there is what you should do and then there's what Matt says. And before I forget – WWMD? What would Matt do? Yes, that's what I train everyone in the shop when I am not here. And I'm like, don't call me. Okay, I know you can call me. That's the easy thing to do. I want to see people figure things out on their own. Um, and I've always said the past 10 years has been like R&D. A day is going to come where we start fully mass producing these chicken coops, which we're at now. But I need these people that are able to figure things out without having to call me. So, yeah, what would Matt do? Uh, before I forget, Mackenzie, have you seen these? The new Carolina Coops mug? Oh, she's muted. I forgot. So we're going to – let's go ahead and start Kenzie. Uh, questions with Kenzie. And yeah, there's that air conditioner. What's going on? How are you doing? Happy Friday. Love the T-shirt, by the way. Is it hot there? It's It's been blistering here for, for New York. It's been up in that – it's been almost 100 degrees. Really? Oh, yeah. My poor chickens. I've gone through six tiny watermelons this week. <laughs> Uh, what a good chicken mama. Well, I tell you, for having the uh, – a lot of people don't know this. Mackenzie uh, bartends after hours. And uh, for getting your, as you said, ass handed to you yesterday. Um, because w w I, I'm not sure what happened, but you look great. Thank you for showing up to work again this morning. And it has been a couple weeks. We haven't done questions with Mackenzie in a, a couple weeks. So I hope everything's going well up there. I know you got to be uh, holding the fort down because I don't see Evan and I don't see his computer. That's because he's out there on the floor right now drawing new programs for the CNC. So let's I am go. The only one here. Oh, Christy's off this week. <laughs> How you doing? I should probably be nice then. Yes. I'm doing so good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. All right. Well, it looks like people are finally coming in. Questions are coming in. Thank you. If you are just joining us, this is Video Chicken Live. We're about to start Questions with Mackenzie. It is noon Eastern. And remember, this show is for you guys. If you have any questions about chicken coop construction, chickens, I mean, honestly, it's just me too. Any questions at all? I don't care. Leave that down below. But if you please let us know where you are watching from. We absolutely love to uh, know where our listeners actually I went live yesterday. We had someone watching from Pakistan. At least they say that. Yeah. I don't know why they would fib about that, but that's crazy. All right. You're very international. We we are very international. We, I have a couple well I our international quotes are taking astronomically long to come back 
for me to get to our international customers with a shipping quote, but it's, uh, I, we just had one um, like to Rome in Italy. We had one to the Netherlands. Um, we get them nice. from all over the place. All the time. Make, make sure, I know Nan already knows this. We got to get Nan a button in her own microphone because I know she's listening where she can chime in. But we always, and, and, you know, I know Mackenzie doesn't do sales. Nan is, you know, helping train Maddie and I, I instill in Maddie. Rule number one in sales, you always nod your head yes and we figure it out later. Um, I would emphasize anytime people want to have a coupe shipped over to Europe or even Australia where it's been also very popular. Yeah, one especially with COVID and all the ships backed up or whatever, at least that's what they say. Yeah. Um, shipping's a nightmare. And I think it'd be so much easier that we hop our asses on a plane and, and go build from scratch on site, which is what we're about to do. Hopefully in about a week, we start a huge coop in Santa Fe. So we're going to start that whole new process where we're not going to be spoiled bringing out pre-built chicken coops and just assemble them on site. So it's going to be quite fascinating anyways let's go ahead and get started i see questions are coming in thank you so much we will definitely get to them because that's my favorite thing to do and we'll start with questions from mackenzie my favorite uh-oh mike trap asked what's my favorite drink to make yeah i have that down i'm, I'm taking notes uh <laughs> so go ahead you can answer that <laughs> my favorite drink to make is a bloody mary actually why because they're delicious and they're fun it's you I, I hate like building things that's just plain, you mm. know, like you have this and this and this, and that's all it is. So Bloody Mary's you know, you a little exciting. Someone, yeah. You get to ask somebody like, do you like it spicy? Do you like horseradish? Do you like this? Do you like that? Um, and it's, it's like, it's very like it's personal. It's like mm. cooking. Oh, we got someone watching from Norway, and I'm Yay. sure I'm going to screw that up. Yeah, Ingrid's favorite. Everything's perfect in Norway, so I hear. <laughs> no, I'm I'm Norwegian. I My know. Mom. Well, you're American with Norwegian descent. Is that what it's called? Yes, but yes. half of my mom was full-blooded Norwegian. Yeah, that is awesome. We love Norway. One day, We got coops in Norway. Hopefully one day we'll be there. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Let's start talking chickens and chicken coops. And hold so, on, all right, before uh, you mention that, so I see Kristen, she did chime in, she's watching. She's not going to last long. She has, she doesn't like even watching anything, but maybe if there are some tough questions <laughs> and she is still watching, she can type in an answer. Uh, I wasn't sure if she was going to be around to watch. All right, go ahead and get started. Um, I had a lot of questions written down. I have so many things. Uh, past um, tense, the, the had. <laughs> They're somewhere. They're somewhere on my desk. Um, so you're unprepared for oh, class. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Typically. Uh, why is DE harmful? I have, so I'm on all these chicken groups on Facebook. Uh, this is from a, an actual customer, though. Everybody is in this big uproar of do I use diatomaceous earth? Do I not use diatomaceous earth? Um, and then you have like your keyboard warriors that are like, you're going to kill your chickens. No. Okay. So what's so, the answer? All right. Well, again, this is so true. I mean, already, Matt, well, you got you got to get a sound bite. Matt was an exterminator. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sure. All right. So <laughs> DE, diatomaceous earth. This is so true on anything that you sh use in life that is meant for a certain outcome. 
using a certain application is understand what you are using. And one of the things that we are awful at is we just don't understand what it is we're using. We don't understand what it is we're eating. Take the time to truly understand what it is. So it's real simple. Diatomaceous earth. If you they take it from all these dead crustaceans, okay, and grind it up. They, they actually mine it from the ocean floor and they grind it up into tiny, tiny particles. And what diatomaceous earth is meant to be used for, just like we talked about last week, is when you use it in a dust formulation, okay, which diatomaceous earth comes in a dust formulation, and you're going to use some type of applicator. You know, you shouldn't just take a spoon. You shouldn't just, you know, I, I haven't read the label in a long time, which is one of the most important things. Read that label on that container for the diatomaceous earth. But anyways, it's going to be in a powder form. And it's actually a very safe material, just like many things, if you use it correctly and you have a good understanding. So when you have insects that, if we remember back in biology class, the skeletal system on insects is, you what, no? You don't remember biology class? She was absent that day. Okay. <laughs> Their skeleton is on the outside. And then on the outside layer of the exoskeleton is called a waxy cuticle. And that is what actually holds all their moisture in. So it's real simple. Diatomaceous earth acts like tiny pieces of glass or a desiccant, if you will. And it cuts up that waxy cuticle and they die from dehydration. Okay. So that is perfectly fine. But think about its mode of action. That's not going to be good if you breathe it in. Okay, so the point I'm making is whether or not is it safe or not, you got to understand when it's safe and when it's harmful. It's not just uh, end all be all. Does that make sense? No, yeah, and you use okay, it into the mic, into the mic. Here we you go. You use it um, as part of a dust bath. It's not the whole dust bath, right? Just, so I mean, in like everything in moderation. Okay, so okay, so now let's talk about chickens because chickens do this naturally there are other materials on this planet like a, a silica that's in sand that acts as a desiccant the chickens already know i'm gonna go take a dust bath mm -hmm. and what they're doing is we use the word bath and we think of it as cleaning but yeah it's a form of cleaning that the chickens are using to kill off external parasites so that's the other thing you gotta understand there's internal and there's external parasites mosquitoes are ectoparasitic bed bugs mites are ectoparasitic so it's extremely easy for the product in this case the tide spacious earth to get in contact with them dermally on the outside of the insect and cut them up and dehydrate them now what was very interesting i found this fascinating that last week i gotta check my notes i should it's awful i remember Dr. Crespo. Crespo. Okay, Dr. Crespo. Here we go. I still have my notes from last week. When Dr. Crespo said, yes, you can use diatomaceous earth in the food, okay, for chickens, and they when they ingest it, it will prevent internal parasites from clinging to the inside walls of their digestive system, correct, if I heard her correctly? Yeah, but you have to use food grade. Most of Not that. You just mentioned that. Do you have to use food grade? I would think so. You're offline. Why are we offline? What just happened? What? Uh-oh. We just got kicked offline. Oh, crap. I was on fire. Hold on a minute. <laughs> we have technically... So it says we're still back. Okay. For some reason, it said we just went offline. Hopefully, we're back online. Please, please, please let us know down in the comments. I don't want to go on if we're offline, uh, especially... Um, 
I'm thinking of, okay, so it looks like some comments are coming in. Yep. All right, so we're going to continue. Food grade. Diatomaceous earth is diatomaceous earth. What makes food grade diatomaceous earth, and this is important. This is important. It's the other ingredients called inert ingredients. So diatomaceous earth is going to be your active ingredient. Right. I'm sure there's other products out there that have multiple active ingredients, um, which is very important to understand. So, um, my father, did you get it? Pause for 10 seconds. All right. So Kristen, let me know we're back online. Thank you very much. Um, if you ingest it, it's the, what is going on? We're offline again. I don't know what's going on. I didn't do it. It is driving me nuts. Um, Mackenzie, let me do us. Let me do something. I, I have a hunch what might be going on. Can I, I'm going to stop you for a second. Is that okay? Are you going to be no, mad at me? <laughs> no. All right. Um, I, we might be, so, I noticed her feed, something, something's going in and out. So we're going to, we're, we're going to, uh, minimize our stream there. All right. Yeah. Thank you. No, you're not. You're there. I don't know. Let me know down in the comments, make sure we're still there. I apologize. Not sure what's going on. Um, I only have 216 hours of interview time remaining. Okay. So mm -hmm. if you're going to ingest something, what makes it important to understand with the inert ingredients is what makes it food safe. So my question is this. Yeah, if you're going to ingest something, you're not going to want to ingest inert ingredients that could be harmful for you. What makes diatomaceous earth food grade safe is it doesn't have those inert ingredients that makes it not safe. Right. But is it not safe for chickens or not safe for humans or all together? So I guess that, that's the point I should get. So let me step back that you can use just straight diatomaceous earth. It's the inner ingredients that you may be able to get without those ingredients is what I'm getting at. Right, but should you use it as a preventative? Like I wouldn't feed it to my chickens personally. I, I tell you, I, and I would love to know how it stops the internal parasites from yeah. clinging to the gut. And I, I, I again, was fascinated by that because I want to mention too, in order for dust to work, you have to, it has to be dry. And I remember my teacher from England always explaining, he's an entomologist, he said, it doesn't work if it's wet. So when you're a pesticide applicator, you don't use any type of dust that's supposed to be a desiccant in a wet area. You're just right. wasting it. It's packed down sand. You only shoot it in into dry areas. Right. Well, I just, I don't want to give people the wrong impression and have them <laughs> throw in bunches and bunches of diatomaceous earth in their chicken feed. Yeah, so, I mean, don't don't invite problems. I think people are overcomplicating things a lot of times too. Mackenzie, you're back on, just so you know. I'm not sure why you're you're like, oh, what's this? <laughs> I wasn't sure what she's about to pull out. No, it's um, their belts for the okay. saw. Perfect, awesome, thank you. All right, so it looks like we're back online. I'm not sure we might be having an uh, interrupted internet signal. I apologize about that. And I would love to go more into that. And what we really need to do is. And we could pull it up online. If you want to do that, Ingrid, behind the scenes real quick and pull it up. Any questions you have about any pesticide, insecticide, herbicide, whatever it is, read the label and then do your research. Pay attention to the ingredients and pay attention to how it's supposed to work. So I would say it's absolutely safe as long as you use it correctly. Don't breathe it in. Oh, fungus gnats. I love fungus gnats. How do you get rid of... 
And how do you know for a fact you have fungus gnats? You got fungus gnats, you got forward flies. There's all kinds of other little, little tiny flies that look similar. But flies in general, if you got to get rid of any type of flies, you got to get rid of the breeding source. But we'll get back to that with fungus gnats because obviously if it is fungus gnats, you got to get rid of the fungus. Overwatering plants is usually one of the biggest ones. Mm -hmm. All right, Kenzie, you got yeah. any more? <laughs> she yeah. looks shell-shocked. Um, what, what happened? <laughs> I hate bugs. Oh, well. Like, oh, my I God, I love them. climbed mountains, and I go hunting, and I sit in the woods, and I have gone and, like, you know, played in the mud. I hate bugs with a passion. Hate them. I love them. And I wish I would have got a picture the other day. I kid you not, I felt so bad for Jetta. I was freaking out. She woke up, and right next to the head of her bed is a dresser. There was a wolf spider bigger than this mug oh my God. right on her purse. And I was never like, I'm coming back. <laughs> Why would you say that now? I don't know. I've never, never mind. Seen one I in might. Oh, okay. All right. Back to the chickens. All right. What, what other questions <laughs> do we have? Questions from Mackenzie. <laughs> We got a lot of people chiming in uh, asking questions, which I definitely appreciate. So keep those questions coming in. I promise I'm going to get to them all today. So um, with the automatic door, every once in a while you get like a like a little straggler chicken that doesn't want to come back in. Will the automatic door close before all the chickens are in? It could. And I think people may not know how our auto doors can be programmed. Okay, so well, the question is, will it know that all the chickens are in or not? Because well, it won't. No. I believe so. All right, so basically the automatic door, which we highly recommend putting on your run, not on your hen house. When you look at our chicken coops, here, let, let's go. Can you, can you, boom, boom. Let's go to the website. It's up there. All right, so. So if we go to the website, just beautiful website, Ingrid, great job as always, constantly working on it. All right, here, perfect. So the, oh, can't see it. I was actually thinking, okay, so right here, put an automatic door on the run, let your chickens free range. You do not need them on the hen house to get that out of the way first. Number two is if you are using the automatic door and the chickens are getting locked out, there are certain things we need to think about. One is the door functioning correctly now an example where we have made the mistake is installing the chicken door let's see if we go to shop installing the chicken door on the inside of the run and the reason why i would say that is a mistake here's the chicken door using the photo cell how do i click on this make it bigger you gotta click on on the actual product there you go hmm um, because all of our runs have a solid roof, it can be slightly darker. And what can happen is it's tricking this photo cell and closing a little bit earlier. And that could potentially be locking your chickens out. So that's one thing to think about. And there are ways around it. One, put the automatic door on the outside, which I think is what we started doing. Right. But if they did have it on the inside, they can also program it themselves. Yep, absolutely. So, or you can also get a, an extensor, an extender photo cell lead, if you will, and point that to the southwest, which is ideal. Um, one of the reasons why we love our chicken guard is if you don't want to use the photo cell and you maybe want to make sure all your girls are in before it shuts, 
you can have the photo cell open up the door in the morning and then tell it how to close at night, meaning you could use the timer. One of the things I don't like about that is daylight changes throughout the year. So you got to go back out there and change it. That's why I love the photo cell. And if anything, I love that you have the option to use the timer in the morning, especially if you got those brave predators like Kristen was talking about where she had that fox or a raccoon. I forget what it was where she wasn't letting the, her hens out of the coop until 9 a.m. And by then your predators, your nocturnal predators should definitely be right. back to their home. So the chicken guardian does not know whether or not all your chickens are in or not. And then the other thing I would pay close attention to is are the chickens already in that habit of coming back home? Because they come back pretty early. When you really think about it, when they start coming back, I'm thinking, God, they still got another hour. But, mm -hmm. you know, what? you don't want to complain about that. No, oh, I brought her back. I was just checking out a new scene. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a, I can't figure out what this fox is, actually. Um, it's very melanistic, but not like a gray fox. Melanistic. So I think it's a red fox. That's a big word. I don't know what melanistic means. It means they're... Pigment in their fur contains more melanin, so their fur is darker. Um, like if uh, you see like a black squirrel as opposed to a gray squirrel, it's because their fur is more melanistic than the gray squirrel is. Did I ever mention, we got a fun fact about uh, Mackenzie. Yeah. She doesn't show it. She hides it well. She is wicked smart. She knows things like that, that I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> when she was down here a couple weeks ago and we were just out driving around and then Jetta's asking some questions and then Mackenzie's just like, I was just so impressed with how smart she is. Anyways, uh, melanistic. Awesome. And you have like a psychology degree, don't you, or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, 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 I got love people's brains. <laughs> so a little fun fact about uh, Mackenzie. It comes in handy bartending also. It's basically I like so. I never left school. All right, real quick. Um, any other questions? Um, actually, one of the questions uh, Furry Gorilla sixty four asked in this feed. It's uh, <laughs> a great, great handle, by the way. <laughs> um, the, what is the disadvantage of a roll away nest box? Um, we had a customer call and ask if there's a way that we could retrofit a coop for the best nest box um, with the roll away things. And if people love, those, I explained I what my stance on it mm -hmm. is, um, but I like our nest boxes, so I can't really say anything about it. I tell you, this reminds me of their to design the, which is what we're after. And I want to say we're pretty damn close out of all the chick coop builders out there. We are, definitely the closest not only are we the closest we have set that bar so high and have re-established the new standard if you will in, in what should be expected in a chicken coop i will never forget my interview and this is where this whole show sparked from do, we, do you know where i'm going with this ingrid i think so yeah the chicken whisperer <laughs> um we, we he asked us to be a guest and we had a great time and i definitely appreciate him asking for us to come on and you know, I'm going to toot our own horn. I'm very proud of our product and our people, this and that. And he goes, well, I don't consider it the perfect chicken coop. 
Yeah. My heart's starting to beat again. Um, I said, oh, why not? Well, you don't have rollaway nest boxes. Yeah, that's what he wanted. I, 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 and, 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 he, and he goes, I got rollaway nest boxes. We need rollaway nest boxes. Now, truth be told, I have always wanted to add that to our arsenal. Okay? But I told him, and I still stand to the, this day with this statement, and that is you shouldn't need rollaway nest boxes. So my answer is if you need rollaway nest boxes, something else is wrong. I don't want to add more to the system, but we absolutely can do them. I see an opportunity to help people out, um, especially if they already have their coop built, they built their own coop, this and that. It gets complicated when it gets into the, the world of egg hutches. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just, I hate the idea of those eggs rolling and then potentially breaking, but it can be used. And there's some commercial egg laying farms that use them. And we've had customers send them to us like, wow, you ought to sell these. I'm like, yeah, you know, and they're all metal. They don't look that great. They're very yeah. commercially. Mm -hmm. um, and also it's a great way to prevent an egg eater. So I get it. And it has been on our list to, again, add to our arsenal. But I'm still a fan. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Band-Aids. And I feel like an old, a roll-away nest box, you're, you're, you're using a Band-Aid. Plus, I love watching the mama hen make a nest. You're, you're not going to be able to use nesting material, to my knowledge, best of my knowledge. It, you cannot use nesting material in a roll-away nest box. Right. you got to use something that's not natural. Yeah. And like you said, what is the issue? Is it that the eggs are dirty? Why are the eggs dirty? Are they, that's why people want them, or they, you know, it doesn't. Like you said, it's it's usually another problem. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that reminds me, this morning we actually had an architectural company contact us, asking us if we would consider being a client to give them advice in designing a chicken coop for their client. And I'm thinking, yeah, that would sound like fun. I'd love to share what we've learned. And then I start thinking about it. There are so many details. Why that... don't I just buy one from you? No, well, of course, that's what I told Nan to tell them. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> All right. It'd probably be cheaper. Make it cheaper. Make well, it... a lot of yeah, a lot of people don't realize that it's going to be way cheaper just to build a coop from us. All right, it's already 12:30. Mackenzie, okay. thank you so much. Great seeing you. Have a great weekend. Look forward to getting you down here soon, but we will be talking soon. We, the guys out in the shop need materials. We need to jump on it. Yeah, I can't I believe someone at Lowe's didn't know what NSF PW on PVC means. That is disturbing. This whole, I'm just, I just asked, can you, we need you, we got the PVC with the black letters. Can you just go find the one with the red letters? They don't have a clue. It's totally fine. Everything's it's, fine. Yeah. So frustrating. Thank you, Mackenzie. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Uh, so Mackenzie there, working up in New York. They're enjoying that beautiful heat. I, they got to be dying. Absolutely dying. So I see a lot of comments are coming in. I definitely wanted to get to them, especially I love, as always, my father is watching. So I'm just going to scroll right to the top, which I know bothers Ingrid, bothers Kristen, but I just, I, I think I'm so happy that we have so many people taking the time out on a Friday afternoon to watch, interact. And again, this show is for you guys. If you have any questions, comments, please leave them down below. And if anything, just let us know where you're watching from. I love that. And I do think we should, uh, Mike Trapp said uh, we should have Gus sit here. I think that'd be funny. Yeah. We'll give it a shot before the end of the show. I'm in here. All right. So um, Ingrid, would you like to go ahead and control the comments, please? 
And by control, you mean what? Read them? You get <laughs> mad at me the now that I was touching about Mr. Mike M Mueller. Um, do ducks yeah. get broody like chickens do? Or is that only chickens? That's a great question. That's a phenomenal question. Kristen, do you, she would know. I don't know. I would imagine broodiness. Ha that instinct has to be there because right. they got to incubate. Right. So great question. We will get back to you on that. But also <laughs> I'm sure hopefully Kristen's still watching. She'll have an answer for that. Uh, I would have to say yes. That's going to be my guess, but it's not my final answer. Right. Um, Kelly wants to know what's the best economical base for run walls. And she just said, and she also had a follow-up, do you put pressure-treated lumber right on the ground? Or do you put any kind of base? I just remembered I did not eat breakfast, and I'm starting to have those fainting feelings. Um, do you want me to throw some nuts at you? <laughs> I bet you would love to. <laughs> uh, no, and that would sound awful. So <laughs> economical base for run walls. Normally, I would say lumber, but the freaking prices on lumber are outrageous, even though they are coming down. And I am a huge fan of being creative and repurposing. It's how our whole business started out of a dumpster. You know, and it's funny because you can go to the lumber yard and get lumber that is very inexpensive with pressure treated when you would think it'd be more expensive because there's an added step. But more times than not, I see pressure treated cheaper and I think it's because it's more readily available. So lumber is definitely gonna be cheaper than doing concrete. I My initial thought to that was actually using soil and I, I'm pretty sure that's not what she means. But you know, if you're looking to build your coop up, and use that as use a base for that. Gosh, well, you know, go on. You could go on Craigslist, maybe find some someone getting rid of cinder blocks. Right. You know, but you, you don't need to put anything under your coops. Yeah, I mean that is very true. Yeah, with our chicken coops, they already technically have their own base. It's all pressure treated lumber. But I am a huge fan. You know, if we um, go over here, this is you know a great coop that does not exist, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can see, I don't know how weathermen do it. You can see this base right <laughs> here pretty well. and it builds up and look at that sill plate. Gorgeous. And what that makes it so nice that it, it makes it so easy to anchor the coop down into the sill and the sill is tap conned down into, this was probably a concrete footer. I'm having a hard time seeing yeah, it. it. Is. it so good. definitely probably one of the best ways to do a base, but it also depends on the soil. Like in Florida, it's nice to do concrete. But a very expensive way. So I, I would say the most economical is going to be with pressure-treated lumber. Not to mention, too, if you're going to value your time. You can put in a pressure-treated base quick versus concrete or doing it with cinder blocks. That's a pain in the butt. Right. So Jason wants to know that he says most of his chickens roost on the roost bar at night, but few are consistently trying to roost in the doorway or the hutch bars, which is like the perch bars. What, what can they do to train them to roost? Mm, I tell you. Uh, well, first, got to ask yourself, why is that happening? So my question is, what size hen house do you have? Right. And how many feet of roosting bar space do you have? Are these new girls introduced into the flock being pushed out? Um, I recall, I'll never forget a customer of ours in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. She was introducing younger hens, and she was having a problem with them roosting together. And she came up with a solution that I'll never forget. <laughs> she put a curtain a divider, yeah. like like you're in a hospital room. <laughs> just 
split the split the hen house in half. And she said it worked beautifully. And I, I remember telling myself, I'll never forget that. So I, I would just make sure you have enough roosting bar space. And if, if, if you feel you do, try hanging a curtain in there because there is a reason why they're roosting there. They, they would, shouldn't want to. I would also physically put them on the roost bar. That's what I do. Yeah. If yeah. someone gets kicked off, I have one that gets kicked off and she goes in the- Who? Um, Libby. Libby. And, Libby. And Libby. Libby. And Midge gets kicked Midge. off. Midge is the little one. Yeah. What? Speaking of roost bars, <laughs> did you ever get yours in? Yes. And? The first night they were all petrified. Okay, hold on. Hold on. This is good. <laughs> hold on. So we're going to go to, why is my, why is that so big? I don't know. That's why it's so annoying. His arrow's gigantic for people that are wondering. <laughs> go ahead and switch. Well, okay. So we'll go back to that. I'm not sure what happened. Thank what you. you. Oh, you it was your mouse. That's what was going on. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Well, you um, didn't you post some pictures? Oh, that was your personal Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my bad. I um, saw that you posted a picture of your Instagram well, I also had a picture. I did a little video on Instagram, on your Instagram. Our oh, thank Instagram. you. Our, thank you. Ours. Okay. Um, so how is it going? I didn't so the know first that. night, they all acted like I put like a fox in the window. <laughs> they were screaming. They were afraid. It was quite dramatic. Um, the second night, they still were having, they weren't screaming, but they didn't want to get up on it. I put one on there and she was fine. And then last night, one was on, a couple of them went on there. So now they're getting used to it. It was they're, just something new. Right. So here's what's going on, in case you guys aren't uh, aren't sure what's going on. So Ingrid has one of the original American Coops, and she decided after how many years? Three? Four. 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 God, four, I can't believe it's four years already. I know. To introduce into her hen house a rope wrap roost bar. Right. Which you did a great job, by the way. That video you posted on Instagram the other day of me making a uh, roost mm -hmm. bar. Uh, someone commented out, oh, flip-flops in the shop. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got flip-flops on now. Um, so you added the roost bar into your hen house. Now, but you, so you have a regular roost bar and right. you have a rope wrap roost bar. Right. Now, the one that you replaced, which bar did you replace with the rope wrap? The one that they all were already used to? They'll, they'll go on both. They used both. You know, so it wasn't. I didn't know if the position would have any kind of bearing on it, but it, the one I made as a rope wrap was the one closest to the back door of the hen house, which you'd think they would want now because it's got it's closer to the open doors and more ventilation in the hot summer. Um, so if you're not sure what we're talking about with these one, oh, actually, I got one right here. Look at this. It's right ah, in front of you. Rope wrap. Yeah, just occurred to me. So you added this, and then the test is: will they switch over to it naturally? Which tells me. They prefer it. Or they don't mind it. <laughs> no, listen. If they all of a sudden, let's see like what you just said. They're like, well, they kind of use both. But if you added this and all of a sudden they're all trying to hog the, the bed with the silk sheets here. Yeah. No, right? no. That was it. The whole thing was supposed to be an experiment to right. see. Let me know. I can't so. wait to find out um, how that goes. It's a big science experiment. Yeah, I love science experiments. Mike wants to know when the shirts will be available. So. <laughs> We're trying, Mike. There's so much going on. No. Well, hold on. If Nan is listening, her cousin, who, again, I, I haven't officially – I mean, look at this mug. It's gorgeous. Now, there is green in the logo. Um, I'm not sure if we still have the background 
No, we probably don't. Uh, the green doesn't show up on the coffee mug, but I so want to sell these. And I don't know how where we're at right now, how much money we've made on YouTube, but I was going to do the same thing. We're going to take the proceeds, mm -hmm. right, the profits, and donate them to different animal shelters around the country and would love to start selling these coffee mugs. He just out of the blue is like, because he sent down some vinyl decals. He goes, you want some coffee mugs? I'm like, are you kidding me? I've had the hardest time finding coffee mugs. And he printed these out and like, well, he had an example for me in 15 minutes. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So when Evan and uh, Chad came down from New York yesterday, they brought these down. Huh? What do you think? Is it on both sides? No. So We need to write something on the other side. Okay. So here's what I want. And this is just a prototype. And again, I was like, oh, I got to see it. Beautiful print job. Absolutely mm -hmm. gorgeous. And what I want is Carolina Coops. Here comes Nonner. I want Carolina Ooh, Coops. Oh, like yeah. Tumbler. Well, so can that you tumbler. grab me the white shirt since we're talking about shirts? Thank you. Uh, we're going to start having Carolina Coops merch. And again, I'm not in the merch business. I don't care to be in the merch business, but I love the idea that we have people that are like they would love to sport something. Not sure what this is. I think it's a miniature coat. Oh, is it a coaster for? Oh, that. What is that? A cozy? A sample coaster. Is that a cozy? But I want the proceeds to go to an animal shelter, period. All right. Oh, I like um, that. Check this out. Are we ready? But again, you're not going to. I didn't ask him for this, and he just sent it down printed. Now, there is the shirt is not see-through, I promise. <laughs> it's the green and the yeah. logo. That's how good the screen screen works. That was, those colors are right on the money. Perfect. Yeah. I look. I got goosebumps. This material—it's like a T-shirt for a wet T-shirt contest. A little thin, but it would be great on the hot days, <laughs> huh? But um, right, non? Those are the best T-shirts. The see-through ones. I mean, this is so see-through. But what an amazing! So I, I can't wait to do these. It's got to be cheaper, and of course, be would love to support a small business. And so we are working on it. We're experimenting amongst many other things we're working on. So we are getting to it. All right, back to helping people out with their questions. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll. Somebody's in gig, watching from Gig Harbor, by the way. Love Gig Harbor, one of my favorite areas in this country. So Beautiful. Troy writes how to keep free ranging roosters close to his property. He doesn't have a coop yet. And the neighbors have a hen that's freaking out, which I can understand. Not a chance. No. You're going to have to lock them up, which is awful. Right? Yeah. I mean, those roosters are meant to be roosters. I, if, there, if there's some hot hen in another property, that rooster's going over there. Yeah. I mean, it's like having a... Dog and the dog neighbors are freaking cat. out. Yeah, I don't... I, I'll have to be honest with you. I don't blame them. Roosters are... Roosters are roosters, or yeah. they're freaking out that you because you have a rooster, but it's going over there. I, I you know, I would love if uh, I'm not sure if Kristen, if she's still listening, has any questions or comments on that. But I can't think of a way to do well, that. And I think it would be cruel to try, and it's not tying your legs together. No, but also, even with I know, don't even <laughs> even as as chicken owners, you have to be responsible. You can't, let, you really shouldn't let your chickens just go on other people's property. They might not appreciate that. Well, that is true. Okay, and I'm guilty of that. I know. But my neighbors had chickens too. If the neighbor doesn't mind, that's fine. Well, but I think the neighbor minded. And next thing you know, my chickens are leaving my coop and going over to the neighbors because she fed them cooked hot dogs and cooked pasta. That She had the best food every day for them. And by the way, ducks do go broody. Ducks do go, who, who says? The Google. Google, okay. <laughs> no, I, well, I it, it only makes it sense. It makes sense that, it, that, that 
Yeah, because I, I mean, just like all birds molt, hummingbirds molt, bald eagles molt. So it's the same. But that was a good question. Um, That's funny. What's Mackenzie's favorite drink to make? I would never think about asking that, but um, it's like like people do ask me, "What's your favorite chicken coop?" What is your favorite chicken coop? Oh, well, you didn't need that. Uh, yeah. Maddie asked me that recently, and it's my go-to. I mean, I have a coop that I absolutely love. Um, oh, one that you already – oh, I know, the, the Washington coop. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Gig Harbor, we were up on Vashon Island, and just – and it was a mile marker, I'll be honest with you. I mean, a little behind the scenes. Uh, is it on here? It's got to be on here. Where would it we? Is. Where would we find it? Because it used to be our header here. I know, but I made a video. Uh, is there is there a section just for our mortise and tenon? Mm-hmm. Go to yeah. Go there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Do it. Um, I love right naysayers. If you guys are out there and you got naysayers in your life and you're like, oh God, you can't stand them. Love them. They are what fuels your fire. And there was a particular person back in that day that said we would never sell a coupe in the PNW, the Pacific Northwest. Well, we did it. We went there. We crushed it and took pictures. Look at that thing. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And again, it just proved to me. Listen to your naysayers. Because they make the impossible possible. Look at that. Yeah, just so gorgeous. We should go back out there. The property, like, the, and actually, hold on, that's one of my favorite pictures right here. I will just never forget that view. And just such great people. The customers, he was an entrepreneur, invented um, Cornop Cornopolis, I think it was. He invented some type of popcorn. And it's he sells it in a cone all over the world. Great, great people. Beautiful. The Pacific Northwest is just absolutely gorgeous. So green. And he was designing this huge lot into like this museum. So anyways, yeah, that is my favorite coupe. Yeah. And it looks like it fits so perfectly on the mm -hmm. property there. Yeah. It is. It Especially after I had to fly back out because um, I had to redo the roofing on the cupola. Because Evan gave me the wrong roofing. That's another story. That's what we do. <laughs> um, someone also asked, I think it, um, they asked, how many roosters for 20 hens? None. <laughs> that would be my answer. Is it like 10 It's. Per? I believe one rooster for 10 hens would be like your bare minimum. But you have that. You have, you're going to have a couple of hens that are the unicorn. And boy, do they take a beating. It's, it's nasty. So I would, my answer would be if you absolutely have to have a rooster, have as many hens as possible. Um, it's, 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 I'll never forget one time we did a coop where there's three roosters and there had to be 20, 30 hens. Oh, I mean, we all felt bad for the hens. And there was definitely a couple unicorns. Yeah. It was nasty. Um, somebody wants to know if you ever considered steals. Construction. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Where is it? Hold on. I'm thinking of building a coop pipe for framing using steel tech connectors. Okay. Where's where? How do you keep? Where is it? It's the these two both. Okay. So Polo, Polo, uh, lover of wood. But have you ever considered steel construction? We absolutely have. And the reason why we've never done it is it's so it was so expensive. And then recently with COVID, mm -hmm. lumber became more expensive than metal. Um. 
but you still have, you're going to have a lot more labor. At least I can imagine if we were to do it, I'm welding that baby up. I couldn't see myself using fasteners, but that is a great way to shortcut it and not jeopardize on quality, but make it quicker. But I can imagine that's going to be a ton of fabrication. But I, I do one day want to weld up an all metal coupe. I, I, again, wood is still, in my opinion, the best way to go. Yeah. Plus, there's so much more you can do. You don't have to weld everything. Oh, but it's so much fun. It's my new favorite thing. I love I love metalworking more than I love woodworking now. Oh, wow. I got to take that back. I don't know, doing that coop out in High Point, I tell you, the, when I was training Eric and uh, Maddie out there, like, how do you get so excited over this? I'm like, this is amazing. Taking yes. a piece of wood that was going to end up burnt or in the ground and turning it into oh, yeah. a, a... Which yeah. brings us to, do you stain custom, okay. reclaim barn wood? Well, do I? No, because you're going to take away... What what 100 years has done to make that wood absolutely gorgeous. But I think a lot of times when people ask, well, what about staining? It's stain is meant to change the color. And there are stains that are two in one that you have the pigment to change the color. And then you have whatever the ingredient is to weather protect it. Right. So that's completely different. Um, me, if you're going to have reclaimed barn wood, the best way to protect it from the elements is to oil it. It is absolutely gorgeous. We've done it with a coupe actually right here in Raleigh years ago. And, but what it does do is it makes it very, very dark. But what is nice is it's not permanent. The oil will last a long time, but there'll come a time where you can actually go back through and sand it, lighten it. It's gonna be like a whole new coupe and then re-oil it. It is a lot of work, but at least it's not like when you paint, you, 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 really can't go backwards unless you're going to put paint stripper all over it. But with oil, you can, or waxes. Do you have to, or can you just leave it? I would say, no, you don't have to, but you do need to be careful, especially if you are like Pacific Northwest. If you got a lot of rain and there's a lot of wood that's getting wet, um, one of the advantages, like, again, I'll, I'll use this as an example. You know, we got this reclaimed barn wood up here. Oh, I can't, I can't reach it. Um, <laughs> I tried. The duck house. So a lot of the wood on a lot of our coops is elevated. So it's not near the ground. But when you do have the duck house, when it's low to the ground, I would say you want to be careful. But here we are out in somewhere in California. I think that's all I can say. Uh, it's bone dry out there. So in this particular situation, we weren't worried about it. And I would also like to make a point. This wood has already been outside for 100 years on the side of a barn. And it still is rock solid. Right. So... so. Nature had its own shuggy bond, yeah, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot about shuggy bond. I don't show think I've told bon. you. Show shuggy bond. I've learned a lot about it, and it's absolutely fascinating. If there's anything I want to do, is a show shuggy bond chicken coop. Yeah, I think we should. It is fascinating. It just it really gave me a whole nother respect for wood. Yeah. Period. It just it's amazing when you really learn how it works. Yeah, I love it. Um, so James said, I purchased eight chicks in April and they've started laying and we have two eggs so far. My problem is that they have laid in the coop and not in the nesting box. How do I discourage this behavior? I think you need to encourage, oops, you need to encourage the nest box and not necessarily, see, I always look at everything positive. 
That would be my answer. I purchased eight chicks in April, and this week they started laying. All right, so congratulations on that. That is awesome. We have two eggs so far. My problem is they have laid them in the coop and not in the nesting box. How do I discourage this behavior? I agree with Ingrid. And again, Kristen says it all the time. Encourage their instincts. Think about how to encourage them to go in the nest box, not discourage the uh, egg laying in the hen house. So think about what do chickens want? Where do they want to go to lay eggs? And that is that place where they feel safe. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a nice, tight, dimly lit area. All right. Make sure it's not too hot. Make sure there's nothing in your nest box area that might be a nesting material that they don't like. Make sure there's not a snake hiding in there. I mean, you just yeah. never know, but they should want to go in there. And I have seen customers put, speaking of curtains again, they put curtains on the front of their egg hutch opening, which has just helped again, entice them to go into that area where it's dimly lit and they feel safe. And you can also use a fake egg. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that really works? I, I don't know. I, I know that they like to do what others do. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, I had one that laid by, because it was so hot, late, or if someone was broody, she laid by our um, rain barrel. And, mm. it was all, and I have a shade cloth around it to keep the water from getting too hot. And all of a sudden, I didn't even notice, but there was like eight eggs in there. After like a couple of days, they all started laying there. So sometimes just the suggestion, you know, so that, that could help. People have had success with just putting like a fake egg in the in the egg box and i would make sure that you're using um straw and not pine shavings yeah make sure you're using a material that the chickens want to use to make a nest yeah and and a coastal hay i think is awesome or any type of hay you can use straw i've used straw but i know people are going to comment you can't use straw the mites are going to hide they're going to eat it it's going to get caught in the crop you can absolutely use straw but i think hay is softer it's flatter um and not to mention some of the other things we talked about where we started experimenting with Angora mohair. I don't, I, I don't want to call it wool because it's technically not wool, but the chickens absolutely loved it. Right. So that's what I would do. Make sure because if you put like pine shavings and the coop has pine shavings, you're not making any distinction. That's between, a good point. Between that, that's where they're supposed to go. I know. I, I, I've never thought of that. That's that is actually a good point. Don't use industrial hemp in your nest boxes. Another big mistake, but use it down in the actual hen house. Yeah, absolutely. So somebody, Kathy Stark, she has a pullet that's twenty-four weeks old and has lost lots of feathers, and she hasn't seen any bugs on them. And she's what could cause this? Well, I mean, you think about molting, but at twenty-four weeks, they're not molting yet. Shouldn't be. No, but they do. 24 weeks is what? And it depends on if there was a pattern where they lost the feathers because they can u- lose a lot of vent feathers, I think they're called, mm-hmm. because of certain uh, mites. Mites, yeah. They usually go around the vent. Well, a certain species of mite will go around the uh, vent okay. area. Um, of course, you have you know scaly leg, which is another type of mite. And then roost mites don't stay on the chicken. So I just want to emphasize when you're trying to figure out what could be causing it, if you do see any mites, especially around the vent, it's going to sound disgusting, but trust me, uh, I used to do this all the time, especially when you're dealing with mites or really small insects, is take a piece of clear tape and you just stick them. Yeah. And you go underneath the microscope and it can make all the difference in the world, especially when we were dealing with bed bugs. There's, you, you couldn't tell the difference between a bed bug and a bat bug, but the application, everything was completely different. And so many people were screwing up how they were treating. You do the same thing, especially when it comes to mites. Take a piece of tape. 
put it underneath the microscope and identify it. And I think you'd be surprised. But um, what, what other reasons would cause that? I'm not sure if Kristen's still listening, if she wants to chime in. I'd be shocked if she is. Um, well, some, I mean, chickens go through like mini molts too. Yeah? Yeah. So before they go through their first year, they'll, they'll molt a couple of like small molts. But it depends. It shouldn't be noticeable. Uh, broody hens will, after they're broody, will molt. I had one that after she raised, like she had, she was on the nest for three weeks. She like lost all her feathers after that. So she went through a molt after she was broody. Um, I think it depends on where they're doing, where you know, if it, where it is. It's not just losing feathers, like where. I think it's important. So if Kathy can. Wish we had Dr. Crespo. Yeah. Will you ever sell plans for your coops? Yes, 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 yes. We're going to, I promise. Um, my goal has been we're going to not only sell plans, we're going to educate on how to build a chicken coop. And the plans will be in the form of a video. I can't imagine selling plans without doing it the way we want to do it. I could, you know, we sell the blueprints. Unless I'm being stupid, if you can build a coop well with just blueprints, you shouldn't need blueprints. I could be wrong. I don't know. But I would say I want to teach someone that's maybe never even used a screw gun before. I want to sell them chicken plans, and we're going to start right in a lumber yard knowing what lumber to use, what species, and how to look at a 2x4 like you've never looked at a 2x4 before, before and know exactly the grain and what, you know, should that be a top board, purlin, truss, door wood, just like we do. I want to do all that, and that is the idea. So the reason why we have not sold plans yet is because I have – plans <laughs> to make them into uh, make a large video which um it's gonna take a lot of work okay i'm just looking i just i didn't want to scroll through the comments for everybody else so. why not i love the comments and scrolling through um okay well somebody says i have a question regarding the water bar how high is the usual height for the watering bar for standard size chickens so, Dr. Crespo. Yeah, I mean, she made a great point, and I tell you, and I, I totally agree because when you watch chickens drink, you can see them, they have to use gravity. So the thing about the water bar is when you put that in the run and you got to cut holes, well, unless you have your water container on the inside of the run, which I don't recommend because the chickens are going to sit on it, you cut holes in the screen, that kind of makes it a permanent fixture inside that run. And you got to kind of have a one size fits all, but you know, you want to mix up your flock. You're going to have some chickens that are smaller, bigger. So that's why I always say try to get it around chest height. Yeah, I did mine higher. Yeah. But if you really want to get technical, yeah, get right to where the chicken can hit the nipple. Actually, do I have it? Oh yeah, right here. They can hit the nipple, you know, and then just kind of tilt her head back. Yes, that is ideal, but not all your chickens are going to be the same height. So that's where we, we talked about after, was it last week's show? Mm -hmm. We are going to invent the booster chair. Yeah. Well, I use a cinder block. Or just get a cinder yeah, yeah, just get a cinder block. Well, no, we could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. We could have a, a rope wrap cinder block booster chair. I don't know. Um, the height of the beak, uh, according to the Dr. Crespo, an expert, is the ideal height. But and we have seen, you know, the other thing, too, is you can take your water bar and maybe put it on more of an angle. That way you got one that's lower and some that are higher. Well, and this this woman that was asking also has young chickens, and which is what I did too, is put a bunch of cinder blocks on there, put it at the height for a standard size chicken, like 
10, 12 inches, and then put blocks on until they get to that height. Uh, okay, so yeah, um, so Kristen is watching. I didn't yeah. realize and that. And she did say that could be stress-related. Yeah, so I think that's a great point. Yeah. That is a good point. For the molting question. Oh, and she said losing feathers on sides toward the back. Do you have a rooster? Could be a unicorn. She oh, chest and on her underside. Not lost yeah. any near her vent. Yeah, it could be stress. Could be. I don't know. Well, first examine to make sure there are no ectoparasitic insects. Um, mites being one of the most common. Maybe it's an early molt. I don't. I mean, that would. That kind of sounds like it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, let's go on. We got dead air. Let's go. It's one o'clock. <laughs> How is it one o'clock already? I know. Holy cow! <laughs> wow. Oh, what? I have never seen time fly by so fast since we've been in this building. I know. So. Okay. Cut I wanna, tree trunks I, for booster seats. I love that. Absolutely. I, I want to address this because this drives me nuts. Oh. Tom's chicken whoa, whoa, whoa. says. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Something's driving you nuts. May I? Oh may God. I? May I? Okay. That's not the right one. Oh, why can't I ever get it right, Ingrid? There you go. Go ahead. What drives you nuts, Ingrid? Talk to me. <laughs> Any thoughts on sand in the run and in the coop house? I use sand and it's working pretty well. This just reminded me of something. Why? We discovered, well, we talked about when we were doing the coop out in High Point. Uh, we were thinking about doing like a TikTok. What the hell is a unicorn chick? <laughs> we were talking about doing a um, coops of our lives. I thought it was as the coop turns. Or as the coop turns. Huh? Start our own drama, <laughs> reality show. Just make it fake because they're all fake anyways. Um <laughs> I, I, I correct. Uh, Nan's right. We've never seen chickens at the beach. All right. Sorry yeah. about that. So sand in the run. Tell us, Ingrid. What are your thoughts? Well, like Nan said, they're not they're not beach creatures, and we need to we want to promote beneficial microbes in the soil. We want the chickens to dust bathe. We want them to hunt for bugs. It's not, yeah, it, bottom line is nuts. it's not natural. Does it work for certain people? Absolutely. But it's also like having a giant litter box. Who That's what it that? is. That's why they use the sand. And you have to, see, notice um, Tom's point is it works pretty well. The question is, what is well? Well to one customer or to one person may mean something different to the others. So someone that might go in and clean out their run like a kitty litter box every day would say oh yeah it works well it's not what the chickens want yeah it's not what do that it's not what the chickens want at all all right what was that last part i said that's uh, who would want to do that who oh my gosh to... i i we we've have a couple customers that do it twice a day I, it's crazy i know i mean i'm all i look i'm a helicopter mom when it comes to my chickens but it's not because i'm cleaning Could, do you have a helicopter hat no but I, I do. I, I'm very close to my chicken. So my father, okay, real quick. What the hell is a unicorn chick? <laughs> the unicorn, Dad. I, I guess you, you go watch the Hot Crazy Matrix, and that'll answer all your questions. <laughs> and if you have not seen, no, nah, I, 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 nah, I just, I shouldn't even said that. I'll, I'll tell you later. So Kelly said that her chickens just bathed in the coop. Do I need to be do some do something different, or is that okay? And that's okay. 
in the coop or wait which one which one kathy hines kelly hines i'm sorry right down here is that your phone it is i forgot to turn the ringer off my bad thank you does she mean the coop does she mean the hen house my chickens dust bathe in the coop so i need to do something different or is that okay see here's where terminology is so important the coop the coop is in my opinion this the entire structure okay where am i where am i now and there's two there should be in my opinion two thank you oh perfect that way to go ingrid there should be two parts you got the run and then you got the hen house now if they're dust bathing down inside the run area i think that's ideal and a lot of times they love to dust bathe underneath the hen house area and you can also add a little area where it is sandy you know and a lot of people talk about burning certain types of wood to add a certain type of ash. Yeah, that that just makes sense. That's natural. But if you mean dust bathing inside the hen house, I uh, no, that means you have sand in there. If that works for you, fine. But I, I just I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't recommend it. So I hope that answered that. All right, how do I get out of here now? <laughs> Just go down here, click boom, 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 click boom, click boom, click boom, comments. <laughs> what? Just do it. I can't. Okay. What would you do without me, Ingrid? I don't know. Yeah, she's saying it's in the hen house. That's odd. Well, I make a, I have a galvanized tub that I make special too for them. I mean, they don't use it very often until I start freshening it up, then they're all getting in there. But. It's also okay. So I apologize, Mr. Kelly. Kelly is a he. I I oh, just sorry. defaulted to she. I yeah. apologize. Sorry, Kelly. Please don't hold that against me. Um, in the hen house, I would not. Okay, so let's talk about this. If you're using sand inside your hen house, again, it works for some people. My thought is, it's not what chickens want. The only time you want any type of sandy area is where they can have a dust bath, and. Because it can be an irritant to breathe in, if you're going to do it, do it outside the run where it's well ventilated. Think about like if you're sanding a piece of wood. You don't want to sand a piece of wood without a mask on in a non-ventilated area. A lot of times we go outside. Um, I don't think having sand inside the hen house, kicking that up where it's not going to be able to ventilate as well is a good idea. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I, I see potential problems with yeah. it. Kristen said that with the, the chicken that's losing its feathers, that they could have some, like a mean chicken picking on her too. Mm-hmm. So there's, it, it, you have to really observe your chickens to find to get to the root of these things sometimes. You do, especially because when the world of chickens, and this is kind of just animal kingdom in general, they hide what's going on. And typically, especially with chickens, you don't mm-hmm. find out it's too late that something's going on. Yep. Unfortunately, that's true. All right. You want to keep going? Yeah, I want to keep going. I promised everyone. I promised everyone. I know. I, I will. I promise you, Ingrid. I know you got, you're got. you so busy. You got so much to do on a Friday afternoon. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> okay. 1.30 will be our hard cutoff, but if there's unless there's not any other questions or comments. Um, so what do I need to put out? See, Kelly wants to know. Um, very new to chickens. Thank you. So again, this is why I love to have you guys here. We were all new, and the point to why I love to do what we do is I want to educate everyone. Here's what you really need to know about chickens. And once you learn that, you really learn, it's all about the chicken coop. You realize what we do. Um, 
Where are you going? I'm going to find something to help him. Excellent. Because I my lack of or my increased short term memory problems. I already forgot what the point or the question was. So here we are. We're at Ingrid's house. Wait a oh. second. I gotta share. Um, oh, you're right. Share screen. Okay. Here we go. So I I have this. It's usually in the coop, but <laughs> just because I freshened it up, they all wanted to go in there. And I've, it's like a fresh bath. Yeah, is. you don't want to go and bathe like in the 1600s, where if you're the youngest in the family, you're the last one to go in. Can you imagine? And you only bathe once a year. Yep. So they all wanted to go in because I just I put I put fireplace ash, um, dirt, and a little de, and the, you know the minute you freshen it up, they're all in there. So <laughs> give them. This happens every single time. And I have to say the buff is the cleanest chicken you'll ever meet because she's usually the first one in there. But if you give them that, then then they'll know to dust bathe there. Just keep it so it doesn't get wet. That's all. Well, so what was the comment though, Kelly? So what do I put out? That's what he wants. So he wanted to put out something for them to dust bathe in. Okay, so I'm sorry. I okay. suggested maybe using this. I got this at like tractor supply. It's a big galvanized. You know, side. You can take an old tire. Mm -hmm. You can do. I mean, there's so many creative things you can do. I imagine on Pinterest, there's there's a million Kitty things. Pools. Yeah, but don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. Being new to chickens, and this is my advice to all new chicken owners: don't overthink it. Always go back to what did chickens do naturally. There is going to be so much information on the internet, good and bad, and the bad information are the things that we incorporate because of mistakes and us americans especially we do that all the time especially in our food industry great example is we should not have to refrigerate our eggs we refrigerate them because we're making some mistakes before the eggs even come into our homes right so that's what i would do um the pros and cons of having rooster having roosters rainbow All right, you got to call your dad after the show. Right? Yeah, I'll have to. I was thinking about calling him right now. Uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. We got to start that show, you know, the 16 episodes of Jerry. The life stories that man has is insane. I'm 42 years old. I'm still learning new stories. I'm just like, yeah, be kidding me. Pros. Pros of having a rooster. They're beautiful. They are. They are. Um, and, well, and they have two jobs. If you're going to want baby chicks and you don't want to have to go get fertile eggs, well, you're they're great at reproducing. Uh, and protection. Right. That's it. I can't think of any other pros. Or the cons. The noise. The stress on the hens. That's a big con. They're aggressive. You know, there's many videos out there of them attacking people. I have never had it happen to me. I have been around so many roosters. I, I would love to see a rooster so aggressive that it makes people run. But, but people, I mean, I've, I've seen on, on, groups where they said you know a rooster just started attacking my kid now and what do i do and so i mean i'm all for being proactive and avoiding these kind of problems <laughs> yeah i just i don't i'm not a fan uh, i love roosters but not for having if you're gonna want to have a backyard flock with hens for egg production i would not have any roosters around right kimberly has a good um question what's the mistake that was made to cause us to refrigerate eggs okay i got 20 i got 19 minutes um 
Thank you. All right. So here's what I have learned. Um, us human beings, we we screw up everything. And nature has already figured out a solution, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, even with medicines. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to get political. So I'm going to try to stay out of that, especially with Ingrid listening. But I tell you, we have screwed ourselves up by thinking we're making things better, but when you really dig into it, just follow the money. Our food, in this case, eggs, is actually very affordable. It's cheap. And food, when you really think about it, shouldn't be cheap. How can a, you know, so our food, when it becomes cheap, it's because it becomes very convenient. Well, in order to make food convenient, you're going to have to bend some rules somewhere. So with eggs, you go into these egg houses with thousands and thousands of chickens it's disgusting but it's what they have to do because time is money and make it efficient so they're just pumping out eggs but they get very very dirty well us americans again especially we think everything has to look perfect on our plate or on our table we go to the grocery store we got to buy the best looking fruit well we got it we're not going to buy eggs that have chicken feces on it well when you're in these chicken houses and they're so tightly packed in there, there's a bunch of crap on these eggs. So they send them off to the wash station. And once they start to wash them, they're using certain chemicals and they're scrubbing away the bloom that is there to protect the egg in the first place, you're going to want to refrigerate it to minimize bacteria, be, be, to minimize the growth of bacteria and causing food poisoning. And just right. having the bacteria that can get absorbed into the egg because the egg is porous and the it, bloom helps. Exactly. Like yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So we have to refrigerate them because of where the eggs are coming from originally versus you have a beautiful chicken coop, well-designed in your backyard. You're not overloading your hen house with hens and you got the best egg hutch where the chickens are going in and out, taking turns, laying eggs. They You shouldn't have to clean them. Is it going to happen every now and again? Yes, of course, no big deal. But the point is, the egg does not have to be this perfect, pristine white egg. It's great to have all kinds of different colors. And if there's something on it, just flick it off. You don't have to go in and scrub it. So by refrigerating them, we change what na how nature has intended us to handle eggs. Does that make right. sense? Yes. I bet you Pear in Norway doesn't have to wash his eggs when he goes to the grocery store. doesn't have to put them in the refrigerator. Because Europe, they don't usually do that. Right. And then I've, I have seen, again, going back to when I was an exterminator, um, you would go in these commercial kitchens and they had those huge flats of eggs and right. they take them out of the refrigerator and you go into these kitchens and it's hot. And when hot and cold meat, you get condensation. And the bacteria, it doesn't take long for the bacteria to grow. And it just thrives on the outside of that egg. And granted, yeah, they're bringing out the flats because they're going to use them fairly quickly. But it's just... <laughs> It was. I thought it was kind of disgusting. <laughs> and I hope most of our listeners, you understand where I'm coming from. I, I, I listen. I love this country. We are some really good people, but you have to admit we have made some really serious mistakes, especially with our food. And thank God, people are waking up, and that's why backyard chickens become so popular. Think about where your food comes from, and of course, Ingrid. You know, we have a video going way back. Love what you're doing. And I see that hopefully will be the future. Why not turn more of your property in a place where you can grow your own food and help the ecology? You know, you posted something recently with all the butterflies and the frogs and just 
we're we're destroying ourselves you know it's it's i mean listen i'm a guy i love the big green grass but to get that you wouldn't believe the harm we're causing yeah. not only to ourselves uh when our kids go out and play on it yeah you know. why i don't understand why people put chemicals on their lawn and then have pets and kids running because we think it. we we got the wrong idea of what we should be doing in our life if you got that beautiful house the big green lawn you're you're a-okay but you're probably one of the most miserable people on this planet. But when you can have a property that you can go out and pick your dinner, I think that's awesome. So we just got to rethink. It's all about perspective mm -hmm. and rethink it. My salad that I've been having for the past couple of days was all from our garden. Lettuce, carrots, pepper, tomatoes, cucumber. Yeah, and not to mention food is medicine. That is the medicine we need to pay close attention to. There's a reason why so many people have cancers and yeah, it all comes down to the food and the soil, making sure the soil is correct. Yep. Let's see. So. And you are welcome, Kimberly. Thank you for th being thankful. Yeah, I love that. we appreciate that. We're answering. And again, I, yeah, out there, if you agree with me, thank you. And if you disagree, let me know, too. That's the other thing, too. I, I do. We didn't do video chicken. Well, I don't have any. Or we didn't do YouTube chicken, please. I don't have it. No, okay, never mind. I guess people are just giving up. They're not mad at me anymore. No, well. Mm-hmm. No, that was from last week. No. No? Oh, she she's, she knew I was about to touch the button. <laughs> All right. Well, it is 117. I guess we can wrap up the show uh, if you are ready. I want to make sure there's no comments towards the end. Okay, so save the bees and the dandelions. Absolutely. Hey, well, speaking of dandelions, I mean, I'm a huge fan of TikTok. So I have been talking to our sales girl, Maddie. She's got a TikTok. I thought about doing a Carolina Coops TikTok. But anyways, I am absolutely fascinated. I really think we need to do this. And I'm sure you have a lot of good advice that dandelions are extremely beneficial to prevent heart disease or to bring your blood pressure down. One, would you feel that is true? Yes. Okay. Have you ever done it? What, eat dandelions? Yes. Yes, they were in my salad. We sell dandelion greens. Oh, well, we don't sell it. We... You can <laughs> say you sell it? I'm a fan of... Yeah, no. Um, Are you not supposed to? Is that going to get you in trouble with local government possibly. and regulation? Possibly. Um, mm -hmm. So dandelion greens are very high in vitamin C. Um, it, it, it's the kind of thing like we decided that was a weed, and that's not the case. It's not a weed. American. I mean, by we, I mean Americans. Um, I also grow Japanese dandelion, which has kind of a... Japanese dandelion. Calm down, Nan. Don't get mad. <laughs> It has like a red stem to it, but I really, mean, it's yeah, it's really they're really high in nutrients. There's a lot of stuff that that we sell that is very have really high nutritional value, but yeah, dandelions are not weeds. They're great for the bees, right? Um, the first food for the bees usually, and the the leaves are very nutritious. I would love to try it, and I think since. What you're saying, and I, I'm, I'm going to believe you, I'm going to go down this path, that this is something you need to be teaching in schools. This is how you kind of, you got to, you know, our health is important. Mm -hmm. And and I would love, since we homeschool our children, to make that a part of it. I'm just so scared. Like, you know, you could probably go out in our yard right now, and actually, I don't know if there's even any dandelions. I think maybe it's too late. But I know our farm in New York, there's dandelions everywhere. But God only knows what the farmers are spraying next door. Uh, before I forget, Tom's chickens. Um I'm glad you enjoyed the question and answer stream. We do this every Friday. So join us every Friday. Now, we will every now and again take breaks, and we mm -hmm. haven't discussed that. 
Um, I know I keep talking about we got to get out of here. Uh, it is getting very, very close where I will be on the road. But I think I could still do this on the road. Um, and I think it would be a lot of fun, especially with the big coop that we have coming up out in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Are uh, you practicing your breathing for the higher oh elevation? It is hell. <laughs> it is hell. And I'm telling you, I'm not what I was last time I was there. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. It's going to be worse? Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a lot worse. So, uh, but our plan is, I mean, I would say definitely next week, we probably will not be on the air. I should be in Santa Fe, but we'll play it by ear. Right. But anyways, Tom's chickens, we do try to shoot every week to have a question and answer. Cause I absolutely love this. It gets me away from my other job, which is extremely stressful. I love to, you know, the whole point of this is, is brought to you by Carolina Coops. Of course, I want people to buy our chicken coops. But as I always say, if you're not, learn from us. I'm not asking you to call up and ask for our recipe. But think about the things we're saying to help you build your own chicken coop. And, of course, tell your friends when they want it, when they see your chicken coop, they're like, wow, where did you learn to do this? Matt from Carolina Coops or the Carolina Coops team, of course. Right. And there is another coop companies that give this kind of information out to people. It's not just the coop. We're not just out here selling coops. We're out here trying to make set people up for success and help them keep chickens. Yeah. Okay. How? Okay. Okay. Speaking of other companies, not that they're a company, but what in the heck? How in the world? And thank you to whoever customer found whatever they found, sent it to us, stole every single picture, or every single picture that they're using to say they're selling coops, our pictures, our your verbiage. Huh? For sixty nine dollars. So I I think people I think it's a scam. It's it's gotta be. It's gotta be a scam. There's pictures of you in Virginia. <laughs> like, they just took pictures off the website. I just, I don't understand people. God, that makes me so mad. All right, I'm going to go. Guys. Yes, Matt. Um, Mike, we will post if we're not doing a show. We'll let you know. Yes, Ingrid will post, um, I hope, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing, if we're not doing a show, I'll try to post ahead of time. Yes, but we will be going live a lot. I'm not sure if people enjoy that or not, but I enjoy it. I try, I'm taking all kinds of videos capturing the moments out there, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and of course doing a lot of behind the scenes videos. So Ingrid has some real high quality stuff to film or to edit later on and all that good stuff. So guys, thank you. Have a great weekend. Hopefully we'll see you next Friday. If not, as Ingrid was just saying, she will post if we'll be here or not. Have a good one.